Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. This is People Every Day. Coming up, Demi Lovato's non-traditional sobriety journey comes under fire, breaking down what it means to be, quote, California sober. Plus, J-Lo and Ben Affleck getting very serious. And Common shares why life with girlfriend Tiffany Haddish is so good. We're supporting each other's purpose in the world. It's July 21st. folks. This is People Every Day. I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Wednesday. Happy to be in your ear today and breaking down what's making waves in the entertainment world. And in a second, we're going to get into some juicy and deep stories. I can assure you of that. Later in the show, I have a pretty juicy and deep interview with award-winning rapper, actor, and activist Common, who's starring on this season of Netflix's Never Have I Ever. Love that show. And he dishes on how things are going with his boot. Tiffany Haddish, but also what he's gleaned from this past year. You do not want to miss that, so stay tuned. Now, though, there are two top stories I have been itching to talk about, and People.com managing editor Charlotte Triggs is here to help me scratch that itch. (laughs) Hi, Charlotte. (laughs) Was that weird? Hey, Janine. How you doing? No, not at all. I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm going to scratch that. (laughs) Okay, first things first. People's latest cover story is the quintessential detailed update we've all been waiting for surrounding... I have to say the most intriguing Hollywood couple this year, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck or, you know, Benifer 2.0, Jay Fleck, whatever you want to call him. I am here (laughs) for their second chance at love, which is our cover line. So, Charlotte, what was just the best newsiest tidbits you learned from our story? Well, I don't know. I mean, I I love this idea that they kind of like never really gave up hope on one another. You know what I mean? Like it's it sort of seems as though she according to sources, she you know, was very realistic and practical about why they broke up in the first place. 17 years ago, they called off their engagement, you know what I mean? And she just realized that it wasn't meant to be at that time, but now it's like everything's falling into place and they're in different places in their lives. They want to make it work. They're madly in love and her kids are getting to know him too. It's like, it's like really intense. And I mean, you know, that's not terribly surprising, right? Anybody who remembers the first go around, it's intense. It was certainly intense. Oh, I love the madly in love. Like this is just, I mean, for entertainment junkies, this is everything we need, right, Charlotte? (laughs) It is. This is what we've been waiting for. I mean, you know, the pandemic really like did a number on everybody. We need something fun to look at and to get excited by for sure. And they are house hunting like this is happening. Yeah, they're ha- they're house hunting in Los Angeles. She obviously had been based in Miami for a while because that's where A-Rod preferred to be. That's where he was kind of had his setup. Um, and she'd been renting there. They've been going back and forth and, you know, really pulling out all the stops to spend a lot of time with each other in both mm-hmm. cities. But, you know, her career can be completely based in L.A. And, in fact, it's probably easier there. And her kids are apparently on board with the move. 
I love it. But when I when I think about it, I just I, I love this when going back to what she had to say about um, when they broke up, because I felt the same way. Like I didn't really and I don't think anyone ever got the full answer of like why it happened. It was just so much caught up in the ether of their celebrity and and them, you know, being mismatched. Remember, there was a lot made of that, like, oh, my goodness, J-Lo totally. and Ben Affleck just don't work. And the thing I love about J-Lo is that she has no type whatsoever. Like, I mean, it's very successful. You're, very successful is one type. Right. Um, but like L- Diddy, Drake, Mark Anthony, like she, I feel like she has like an EGOT <laughs> in the guys that she's dated. <laughs> yeah. She likes successful men. Right. I mean this, but you know, he's known to like, he's very passionate guy and very, a lot of people believe that he's kind of, a yeah. genius, you know what I mean? He's like a really amazing director and writer and stuff like that. So there's definitely like a passion there that I think she's drawn to, but you know, at that time in their life, back in 2003, when it all kind of went South 2004, he was in a different place. He was partying really hard and she was a young woman who wanted to settle down and have a family. It was a different period in her life where that was just going to be a non-starter. She wasn't into that element of it at the time. And that was kind of the deal breaker. He's, you know, we has had a bumpy road, but he's, you know, sober and worked really hard on his sobriety. And yeah, they're in very different places now. I need him in a music video. I know she has new music. (laughs) I'm so excited. But there's this second story that we have to get into. It's bubbling up out there and it surrounds Demi Lovato and uh, Lala Kent. So Lala Kent is from Vanderpump Rules. She's a model and she has been really outspoken um, in recent years about alcohol addiction and having to be sober and what that life has looked like for her. And she spoke out recently about Demi Lovato's approach to sobriety. We, of course, know that Demi Lovato has gone through so much uh, in recent years on that road. And she said that Demi Lovato's statements about being California sober uh, just really rubbed her the wrong way. Demi Lovato went on on Joe Rogan's podcast. So let's listen to what Demi Lovato had to say. What I read about you is that you think of yourself now as California sober. Mm-hmm. Like, t- please tell me what the f- California sober is. What is I that? saw the smile on your face like start to form, and it just made me so happy. All right. Well, so part of my um, process now is like not defining the parameters publicly because I don't feel like it's anybody's business, but me and my treatment team. But it's a term that a lot of people use uh, to identify this path of moderation with the help of some green plants. And so Demi, this is back in March, was talking about cannabis consumption and and, and moderation. And, And then Lala goes on the Velvet Rope podcast recently and talked about that. So Charlotte, take us into Lala's feelings on what Demi had to say. Well, she basically said that um, California sober is not sober, that being sober means that you avoid any substance that produces an altered state and um, that, you know, for people who are trying so hard to like maintain their sobriety that they don't even take NyQuil when they have a cold, it's downright offensive to basically insinuate to large groups of people, large following, that you can maintain a healthy lifestyle and be, you know, strictly quote unquote sober if you are smoking weed or doing other substances Mm -hmm. that would um, alter your state. Yeah. And so Demi went on to say that cannabis has helped with meditation and all of these, uh, you know, different things to just 
ease that transition out of that dark place. Um, but yeah, I'm just seeing so many. It's, it's really tricky because I'm seeing a lot yeah. of comments online. I mean, Charlotte, you remember we talked about um, the whole Froyo mm-hmm. debacle uh, with Demi a little while back. And, and I'm seeing some people saying like, wait, you said a, a frozen yogurt store was triggering. How is this not? you know, triggering for people who are dealing with addiction, you know, because a lot of people feel like it has to be, you know, zero, like nothing. Uh, if you think of the philosophy surrounding Alcoholics Anonymous and and, and all of that, um, you completely totally. turned a blind eye to all of that. You know, I, I suppose there's an element of this, which is it's like, if they want to go ahead and do what they're doing and they don't wish to set parameters publicly, that is a choice. It's also, you know, something that is going to receive a lot of uh, scrutiny due to the fact that they have a huge following on social media. That's the same reason that people, of course, had reactions to the frozen yogurt comments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like, what are you doing with your power? For example, if if People Magazine was going to do a story like exploring California sobriety, we would very carefully vet every element of it. Yeah. And I'm looking at healthline.com because I hadn't really heard. I'm from California. I'd never heard of California sober. I was like, is that sober light? It, I guess it kind of is um, the way it's being used. But so it, it says on healthline.com that individuals with addiction difficulties uh, usually find themselves unable to manage their substance use, either because they are not able to put the brakes on when using or because they have life altering consequences from their use. Uh, you know, hence the need to quit all together. For Demi, though, they say it works for them and it works for their treatment team. After I had relapsed in 2019 on the hard stuff, um, I went back to the treatment center I'd gone to right after. And I just said to them, I was like, "I, I think I need to allow myself the ability to really try this middle path and not like before when I said I was on a middle path, but really was like going, was like really trying to party. Like, I mean, like if I want to smoke, then I'll let myself smoke. And I just, I kind of came to terms with, I kind of came up with that and talked it through with my treatment team back home and let everyone know like, Hey, this is, I have to own my truth. And um, and my treatment team said, OK, wow. And that that going back to Healthline, it talks about this is the case of harm reduction. That's what they call as opposed to California sober. It's harm reduction. And it does work for some people. So, I mean, I hope it. I, I think it certainly works for different people. And it's like different people have different approaches. Right. I mean, it's like they're in a very fortunate position to have a team of people that can consult with them and give them advice and you know, practical real life advice on how to yeah. handle stuff. Not everybody's going to be in such a fortunate position. And many people out there are going to have to just do it on their own and have to make a decision for, you know, how to do it without those resources. That is true. Uh, you know, uh, more power to everyone who is dealing with that. And for those who are, if you or someone you know is in need of help, please contact the SAMHSA Substance Abuse Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. All right, Charlotte, thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks, Janine. Next up, he never knew a la, 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 a love like this. (laughs) More with Common, who opens up about life with girlfriend Tiffany Haddish. 
Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. is here today, guys. Award-winning lyricist, actor, activist, and author. The last time I caught up with him was a couple years back for a story on his beautiful book, Let Love Have the Last Word. And it seems like that is the case these days. He is, of course, happily dating my girl, Tiffany Haddish. You guys remember how much fun we had when she was on the show. Uh, But in regards to her super talented, Oscar award-winning man, you can catch Common on the highly anticipated second season of Netflix's hit show, Never Have I Ever. And he is here with me now to talk about that and much more. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I I mentioned it, but last we talked, it was 2019. Your book was about to be released and it was like a small cafe in Brooklyn. And we ended up debating the merits of mumble rap. I don't know if you remember that, but so much has changed. (laughs) So many things have changed, but that was a great conversation. I love the the place you picked. It was so great in Brooklyn. I appreciate, you know, that time (laughs) we shared together and, Things have changed, like, yeah. I, at this point, like, mumble rap or whatever. I'm just grateful to, for life and grateful to be here. Seriously. Like, how has this how has this past pandemic year been treating you? It's been really um, a lot of blessings that have come as far as just me getting to know myself more, know God more. The things that's important to me, like, really enjoying them and, and like, valuing them and, and giving care and time to them. And I don't feel like I'm running around. So I really, uh, you know, obviously felt, you know, a lot of what people have felt together, what we felt collectively losing loved ones and Painful. what the yeah. world was going through. But, you know, I, on a positive note, I have felt hopeful now and I feel hopeful and I see that the gifts that I've gotten from being still and I, and I see the gifts that we've gotten as people about yeah. caring, caring for one another in, in deeper ways and really being more in tune and, and valuing things. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a great space right now. Nice, nice. And, and you mentioned it, but we were all kind of, you know, trying to deal last year. And one of the ways we did it was TV. TV has been super big. And when you talk about Never Have I Ever, this show that a lot of people just clamored to in the pandemic, it was, it was a big favorite of yours before you even joined the cast, right? Yes. Like, Last year during the pandemic, I, I watched more TV than I've watched since I was, yeah. like, you know, like I was checking shows and my assistant had told me about the show. Dana was like, yo, check, check, you got to check out Never Have I Ever. And I was like, you know, OK, cool. I, I, then somebody <laughs> else told me to check it out, too. And I was like, OK, let me check this out. And it just so happened that Tiffany put it on. And I was like, oh, man, I love this show. I like watching it. <laughs> I watched so many episodes. I just thought it was fun. I needed it for my heart. And there's times where I was laughing and times where I was just like, this is brilliant to have John McEnroe narrating. <laughs> this teen, this teen show, like it's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of my favorite shows uh, of, you know, this era and time. So to get a call and say, hey, they're potentially looking at you for a role. 
I was geeked. I was like, oh man, like I had, I started telling people who I knew liked the show, like, man, I might be on Never Have I Ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And now you can say that saying, um, I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. So, so tell me about your character. Yeah, my, my character, Dr. Jackson, is um, a successful doctor who, you know, dermatologist, much like, you know, Pointer's character, Melanie, like he's kind of like the counterpart to her in a way because he's like flashy and successful and he really loves himself. You know, he has, you know, he has a confidence about him. And he has scented candles in his office. <laughs> scented candles, <laughs> it, 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 you know, like he has a lot of layers to him, to be honest. You first think like, oh, this guy is just, oh, he's just one, the guy that's just like all about the, the cars and the, and, and the hype. But you mm-hmm. really see he's a caring person and a, and a, and a, a person that like is trying to be a good father and, and is a good source for, for Nelanie. Um, and, you know, I really love playing this character because he's not me, but he has some elements of me. And, you know, it's fun to be flashy and talk about my car, but then eventually show love to, to Nelanie, to Dr. V. I call her Dr. Vishwakuma um, in, in the show. It's so cool. It was so fun to see you see you in this role. But I've been watching you, of course, on the small screen and on the big screen for years now. Uh, uh, what was the original shift over like for you, that crossover? Because, you know, the music to in front of the camera acting shift can be, you know, a tricky one to navigate. And it seems so effortless for you. Yeah, well, I think, Janine, it started for me just studying the craft of acting, studying acting because I love it. Like anything that I'm doing artistically, I have to feel it in my heart and my spirit. So I really went to class and just was like, oh, I love this. The transition was not easy because some directors and some casting directors didn't want to see me because I was a rap artist. Mm. And then some of the roles that I was getting like were stereotypical roles. So it was like navigating all, shaking off the stereotypes and saying, hey, I know I'm an artist, but I'm also an actor. You know, put me in the same scenes with Chua Tell, Edge of Four, or, you know, <laughs> or with Robin Wright, or, you know, like put me up with Kate Winslet. I, I can go with them. Let's go. Like, and it just was, it's been an evolution. And I, and I love the, because I'm passionate about acting, I don't mind it. So it's, it hasn't been easy, but I, but I love it. And, and I'm grateful for, for the journey of it, too. Nice, nice. And it's just so many awards. Uh, where are we on the journey to EGOT? Because I feel like of all the rappers, you would be the one to secure that slot. <laughs> I like that. Speak that. Keep speaking. Yeah, I'm putting it out there. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, for me, I want to do theater for sure. What that means for, for acting and, and like the working and, and it's in my plans to do theater. You know, the awards and things come to me. It's about putting my heart and soul into the art and doing the best work. Yeah. Do I want the awards? Yes, I would be, you know, I would, I would, you know, I would be faking if I didn't say I don't want those awards. But yeah. it's the it first starts with the art and, and me putting my energy into that. So, you know, God willing, in due time, I'll be doing some theater on Broadway um, and maybe creating my own piece of theater. Nice. And theater's coming back soon. We're going to get to see live performances. I'm excited for that. Um, I am also excited for for shifting back over to TV. Are, are you watching Shark Week? Are you watching Shark Week? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know Tiffany got a chance to, to do Shark Week and she was really dedicated and, and, and committed to it. And her episode just aired. So I got to check it out. She was she was 
mad because I hadn't checked the episode out yet, but I was like in the studio. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I was more scared for Tiffany or the Sharks. <laughs> Yo, she she really she really enjoyed it. She did a wonderful job. I, I, one thing I know about Tiffany is when she commits to something, she goes and gives it like 110%. I'm that type of person also. So, so when I had her on the show and I had talked to her about, you know, the story we did on your book and she was like, "I send that to me. And she's a friend. So I, she was like, send that to me. I need to see what he said about like what he was looking for in a woman. I want to compare that to like me and <laughs> I said, Tiffany. <laughs> you know what? I think she told me about that. She was like, yeah, you know, my, my friend interviewed you at like I heard what you said about what you wanted in a woman. <laughs> but she lined up perfectly. She lined up. She was a strong black woman, all lined up perfectly. So I'm so happy for you guys. How are things going? How are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. We feel, um, you know, as far as I think one of the important things about relationships for me um, has been to like really know myself more and love myself and be able to express the things that I want and know those things. And because mm-hmm. I've evolved and gotten to that place, I think it's it's easier to be in relationships and, and communicate. Like I listen and take things in and also understand. I try to do my best to understand. Like it, I listen to what, you know, my partner has to, to say, what Tiffany would have to say about how she feels about something and just try to understand it instead of always having an answer and always having a, you know, a, like, oh, well, I think this is more like understanding. But overall, Preach, me, it's brother, like, preach. It, it's, about, it's about me, though. For me, it's about, like, like really just being in a relationship where you can grow and, like, you really support each other's purpose and vision and you can have fun. Like, people think I'm just so serious, but I like to have fun. I need, I need <laughs> yeah. to enjoy life. But I also want to feel like, yo, you and I, me and this person are doing, we're supporting each other's purpose in the world. Like, like you, I'm making you a better you and, and you're making me a better me uh, and, and supporting that. And you feel that you feel that with you guys. And you talk about making each other better and you do so much work common. I, I mentioned you being an advocate um, and, and just speaking out. And you, you recently put a song out that's in that vein. So just tell me, like in with everything we have going on in this world, what is the thing that is, is touching your heart the most and, and, and speaking to you? Well, I, I, what's touching me the most is like, that the hope that I see in human beings and the power I see within us. Like I I learned a lot about humanity in this past year, watching the compassion we have for each other, watching the hate come up to surface, but people dealing with it and working through it and coming together, like whether it was galvanizing the vote or just galvanizing out there protesting, you know? So to me, it showed that humanity does care. And like, we are children of God and we do have you know, uh, love for one another. As much as we want to see ourselves and our family successful, we still want to see each other. So I'm hopeful. And that song that I put out is called Imagine. It's featuring PJ. And it's like, it's about imagining the world in a better place. Like, and 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 knowing that that's a reality because our thoughts become what, what we are. 
That was award-winning rapper, actor, and activist Common. For more on him and the new season of Netflix's Never Have I Ever, streaming now, head over to People.com. And now, that little something to make you smile. So yesterday, country music legend Dolly Parton made a bold, romantic gesture, okay? She recreated her 1978 Playboy cover for her husband, Carl Thomas Dean's birthday. You guys have to see her in that French-made look. Vavoom. <laughs> Listen to what the queen of country had to say about what motivated her to get back into that sexy little costume. He still thinks I'm a hot chick after 57 years, and I'm not going to try to talk him out of that. And I hope he agrees. What do you think? Dolly is just goals, okay? Career goals, marriage goals, uh, cleavage goals, maybe. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow. 